man has forgotten that we are sacred, that we are sacred, that we are sparks of God. We are powerful. We are beautiful. We are gods in the making. But we are so squished. Humanity is so squished that they don't even have time to think that they are sacred. And humanity is not aware of its divinity. And that is a foretaste of this episode of the Planetary Makeover Show. In response to the heartfelt voices of an awakening humanity, we have evidence that divine help is at hand to work with us to create a hopeful future. Hello, I'm your host, David Minot, and part of the title of today's episode says it all, Renaissance, which connotes a renewal or a rebirth, in this case, of humanity and the Earth. Here at Planetary Makeover, our theme, as you know if you've seen us before, is the emergence of the world teacher, Maitreya. Now, if that name sounds unfamiliar, you're not alone. Maitreya himself prefers the simple moniker of teacher. Now, we recognize that all the world's major religions are awaiting such a figure, each in their own way. And here, at Planetary Makeover, we assert that all of those figures are one person, and they are embodied by this man, Maitreya who is not a religious figure per se, but a spiritual teacher. And in that case, he is emerging, not alone, but with his brethren, the masters of wisdom, humanity's elder brothers, which means they're connected to us. They have been on the path that we have and that someday we will reach that level as well. Now their message, as always, and consistently, is share and save the world. The equitable sharing of the world's resources to end poverty and war. Not coincidentally, Maitreya's first priority is the ending of world hunger. We have thousands dying of starvation every day on a planet with a 12% food surplus. No one should be going hungry. This food is rotting in the storehouses of the world, and what's lacking is the political will to deliver it where it is needed. Maitreya's second priority is the restoration of the ecology, of the environment, because after all, if we can't breathe, there's not much else we can do. Now, to return to the show... Our guest today is Michael Smith, a video producer and editor from New York City, who will be interviewed by Silito Pascual. This interview dates from 2017, but it is timeless. The themes that it's covering are universal and are as fresh as the day they were recorded. So Michael and Silito will be our companions on this journey in which we explore and learn more about 
our own innate divinity, linking it all the while to the emergence of that divine teacher, Maitreya, and his group, the Masters of Wisdom. Now, Maitreya recognizes that we all have our own paths and suggests, respectfully, that we stick to them. Whatever path you're on, religious or non-religious, you're on that path in this incarnation for a reason. And this information and his messages are not meant to interfere, but only to complement the journey that you're already on. And actually, millions of people have already seen Maitreya. He has been doing television interviews in earnest since 2010, but under an assumed name. I don't even think I've seen him. And I've been studying this information for 21 years. I couldn't pick Maitreya out if my life depended on it. But many people have seen him. And they are consciously or unconsciously responding to this message. And in this way, mankind's free will is not interfered with. If some authority figure like, say, the Pope had announced that Maitreya was out in the world, everyone would believe it, who believes in the Pope, because of his stature. I, however, have no such authority. And so when I tell you, it does not interfere with your sacrosanct free will, which is how it should be. And so now, let's listen to Michael Smith and Silito Pasquale and see what they have to teach us. Hello, I'm Silito Pasquale. I am podcasting from Seattle, Washington, and very pleased to have you join us presenting thought-provoking views behind the news in regards to the most extraordinary event in the history of humanity, I believe, and many thousands of people believe around the world. And that event is the emergence of Maitreya, the world teacher, and the masters of wisdom. So on every show, we interview guests who have come across this story guests with all kinds of backgrounds, a variety of of beliefs and backgrounds and uh, awarenesses who've all come across this story and have found that it resonated for them. We have a wonderful guest on the line today. And before I introduce him, I want to let our audience know, some of you are regular listeners, some of you may be new listening to this show for the very first time, to get an in-depth understanding of this show. We have an extraordinary resource resource online where you can uh, hear a gentleman by the name of Benjamin Krem. He's the primary exponent of this esoteric perspective on the emergence of Maitreya and the Masters of Wisdom. And there are dozens of videos online, thanks to the efforts of uh, my guest and his team, uh, dozens of videos from talks and lectures that will help us to understand this um, tremendous event 
And um, again, I especially welcome our listeners listening in for the first time. So you can find those videos on YouTube by doing a search for Share International YouTube. And the top result will get you right to that page. So let's introduce our guest and uh, we'll delve into some interesting information here. And we're going to hear recordings, uh, never before broadcast recordings uh, that are from the archives um, uh, stored in the office of my guest. Um, he is Michael Smith. He is a video producer and editor based in New York City, based in Manhattan. And um, uh, we're going to talk about uh, uh, why the story has resonated for him and a perspective of this story that I think will be very interesting to our audience. And that perspective is is understanding the most important thing to for humanity to know and to learn and to express in the coming uh, human, human renaissance that Maitreya and the Masters of Wisdom are here to help usher in. So let's introduce Michael Smith. Let's welcome him. Hello, Michael. Hi, C. How's Hilito? How exciting it is to be here finally on your radio program. I'm speaking to you from beautiful New York City, spring in New York City. Mother Earth is manifesting itself beautifully in the park with all its colors and, uh, and all the celebrations at this time. So I'm very happy to be speaking with you. I can just imagine uh, when I was living in New York, as you know, I was a frequent visitor to your home and you are a half block from Central Park. And I can just imagine how gorgeous it is right now. So, yeah, the element, elementals the are ha yeah, the elementals are having a, a party out there. It's totally gorgeous. Yes, the the nature spirits and in the esoteric mm -hmm. terminology we call them elementals and and we mm -hmm. might mention a little later how important the elementals are. But let's um before we go into your background and how you came to the hearing about the story of the emergence of Maitreya the world teacher Share with us what's the most you have been uh, paying attention to this information for many years now, and you have grown and evolved as 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 a person as we all do over time. Uh, when you think back to having first heard the story to what you know today, what what do you think is the most surprising thing that you've learned about hmm. the emergence of Maitreya? Okay, there there's so many, there's so many things. But one thing at the beginning, especially when you're getting all this new information, for me, what was a wonderful surprise was the way Jesus Christ is part of the story. And that this is giving my Christian upbringing. Because in my Christian upbringing, you know, I really never followed the church, but I really dug, I really liked that character. I loved Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth of Palestine. And then suddenly with the story of the reappearance, I see that he's not only one individual, one only son of God. He is actually a member of a group, which we call the Masters of Wisdom, part of that kingdom that we were not taught of in school. You know, in school, we get to know about uh, the, the mineral kingdom, the plants, the animal, and the human kingdom. And suddenly, with the teachings that I got through Benjamin Krem, you learn about the spiritual kingdom, 
of which we will be evolutionary in our evolutionary process, will be part of that spiritual kingdom, but it happened to be that Jesus was part of that spiritual kingdom and that he's still very active in what we're going through right now and all the help that we're receiving from that kingdom. So that was one of the first things that really that attracted me to it. But there's so, so many, so, so many, Cielito. And uh, for our audience, I will uh, remind remind ourselves that uh, this is a non-denominational message. And it's a message for people of all religious and spiritual practices and for those who don't have a particular uh, belief system. Um, We're focusing on how how do we transform humanity so that this planet can uh, remain, uh, uh, continue, so humanity and all life on it can continue in a self-sustaining way. So, uh, to this is the 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 gift of this information is the learning that there is not just as you say the plant, animal, mineral kingdom. There is the spiritual kingdom that is as much a part of um, all life on on planet Earth and throughout the solar mm-hmm. system and throughout the universe, of course. So tell us how you came across the, the story of Maitreya's emergence. And, and well, then I will preface that Benjamin Krem, as I said, is the primary exponent of this story. Um, and uh, he his background is as an author and an esotericist, and he has traveled the world uh, uh, sharing mm-hmm. this story. And you and I, Michael, we first heard about this through Mr. Krem. Uh, yeah, 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 but, so, but, yeah, but talking talking about the story, talking about the story, is that, you know, we, we, we as human beings, all of us as individuals, we, when we're born, I mean, what do we know? You know, we're born and we're born into a belief system, most of us. You know, I was brought up Catholic. We didn't practice that much, but you get to learn about it. And, and you know, some, some of us stay in that same belief system for the rest of our lives, and some other, others of us start investigating different things because we feel that there's attraction. You know, I, I was brought up Christian and practiced somewhat. I was baptized. I did my first communion, and I went through the whole guilt factor. But I was surrounded by open-thinking people in the 60s. You know, I'm a Jesus star, Jesus Christ superstar type of guy. Uh, you know, and, 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 and Jesus, in this case, his actions attracted me. The church did not attract me. Did not attract me. Then as I was growing when up... When you said Jesus a, Christ Superstar, that, that was a Broadway oh, musical. Yeah, no, not in a movie. Not in a movie. A musical and a movie from... Yes. And it was like uh, yeah. set oh, to, uh, you know, I rock. An apostle. Oh, yes. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> for and, for uh, those in the audience who were not born at the time. Oh, but I highly, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. It's beautiful. Uh, so then after that, I got introduced, thank goodness, to books of... Uh, for example, Carlos Castañeda, the teachings of Don Juan, they were wonderful because then you st- I started learning that I was not alone, that there was something and someone out there. Uh, and, and also where you start realizing the power that we have as human, as human beings. Uh, then as I kept on growing, I was very fortunate that I went to events like the First World Sorcery Congress in Bogota in 1980, where I got introduced to people like Uri Geller. Remember that character that used to bend knives? I mean, the Ben Spoon. Oh, yeah, Ben Spoon. You know, they start. Yuri Geller, yeah, exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, in, in over there in that conference, he was this big showman telling the audience, oh, please help me, please help me. And, and then one Brazilian 
reporter, which happened to be a powerful human being at the end, when they were doing the old interviews, he made fun of Rudy Geller by bending spoons right in front of them, saying, not only you have this power, we all have that power. So they were demonstrating that we all had this power. And also in that place, there were mediums. I got introduced to Curly in photography. And, and I realized that I had this attitude of the why not attitude. I remember going to conferences where they talked about UFOs or where they talked about the fairies and the, and, and the, and the fawns. And I would say, why not? You know, why? Why not uh, give? And that's usually how we those. come. Yeah, we, we start to explore those areas first. I'm Celito Pasquale in Seattle. I'm interviewing Michael Smith. He's a student of the Ageless Wisdom Teachings, as is every guest on this show, and he's in New York City. And Michael, you were just describing your earliest explorations of uh, sort of the non-traditional uh, aspects of, of life. You mentioned uh, seeing Yuri Geller bending spoons and at a conference right, in right. Bogota. And right. often, you know, when we explore those things, um, we we just, I know that I had a craving for uh, deeper information. How did you come to the to hear about the story of the well, emergence of Maitreya and the Masters? Well, once this, once this roller coaster of 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 knowledge coming in, and when I say roller coaster, it's more of us being aware, me being aware that there's something out there, more of what we're of what we're seeing or feeling or being told. Uh, I I went now then into the new age era information, what we call astral, you know, where we get introduced. I got introduced to the concept of masters. Uh, I even was totally convinced that I could reach mastery in one lifetime, uh, you know. But then in 1999. Somebody told me that uh, Benjamin Krem, this uh, British painter, was coming to New York to speak, and they told me that I should go there. And that was the first time in 1999 here in New York City that I went to a talk that was organized by you and the New York group. And then when I heard Benjamin Krem, I, you know, I recognized that tune. It jived with my vibration. I, 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 I feel I know that all of us, all of us react to information like we react to music or to a nice smell it vibrates with us that's at the same time why i respect everybody else's beliefs because who are we you know everything is a story we talk about our story the christians have their stories the jews the jewish people have their stories uh the, the buddhists have their stories because that's really what we know and 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 what we can share and in this case ben was telling us his wonderful story and i immediately reacted to it that was i found my home i I can say what did you hear specifically well what struck me most about the story yes Mm -hmm. yes yes okay that it was inclusive no one was good no one Mm -hmm. was bad it did not compete with other beliefs it included the diversity of the different stories out there because belief systems are all different stories that different people react to and are attracted to we feel comfortable with the information and i felt very comfortable i recognized it it felt good I knew that it was not, and I, and I also knew that I wasn't entering a club, a closed, exclusive group. I was evolved in the consciousness mm. of being aware that our spiritual evolution, and that, and 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 the ageless wisdom teachings were was were demonstrating that spiritual evolution that we had been gone been going through through eons, and suddenly I had something that was inclusive. That's the beauty of it. It was so inclusive and so respectful of 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 everything and of everybody. And what's so interesting uh, about uh, Mr. Krem's lectures 
uh, excerpts of which, as I said earlier, our listeners can find on share when they do a search for share international YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Krem would spend he he is no longer with us, but certainly the, these recordings, these uh, audio and video that uh, you and your group help to um, make available to the public. Uh, oftentimes, he would spend more time in the lecture talking about political and economic issues before mm-hmm. he would talk about spiritual issues. Um, mm-hmm. And he would talk about the spiritual principle of sharing. How does that, mm-hmm. can you explain for our listeners how sharing connects with uh, our political and economic condition? Why is why is that connected? Yeah, well, very extremely, extremely connected. What Again, what I also loved about Benjamin and when he talks is, like you said, it was all connected to what was happening right now in the world. And also he reminded us that spirituality does not have to do only with the religion, but also with what is happening with the political situation, the economical, the social situation. And when he talks about sharing, it is probably the most powerful issue right now because it has to do with the direction that humanity should take and will take which is that of harmlessness, which is that one of good human relations, which is that one of trust. And then one of the interesting things when we are talking and sharing, because you and I, when we encountered this story, we found ourselves that we want to share it. Anytime we find something that we love, we want to share it with people. Also, not only are we going through that part of expressing what we love and sharing it with people, we've also been actually asked by Maitreya. The master has asked us to help so that is something that we like to talk to about when we talk to people. And then when we talk about sharing, which is the word you're asking about, the concept that you're asking about, it's very interesting how people react. People don't understand the word sharing very well. They think that sharing means emptying half of the refrigerator uh, and giving it away or also getting rid of the television in the living room because they already have one in the bedroom. That is not really mm-hmm. it. The sharing is all the resources that we actually have and that they've been proven scientifically that we do have. There's enough food to feed us all. Yes, we're overpopulated and we're going to deal with that and we can deal with that. That's part of the process. But if we start taking care of each other, of sharing, that's where we have to go and it's very important that we do so. And I could just keep on talking about sharing, Celito, because there's so much to say. There's so much to say in the sense that there's many people that are working on how things can be implemented. It's not that the masters are going to appear and they're going to say, okay, let's start figuring out how to share. No, all those things are happening right now. There's human beings working on their own, human beings that haven't even heard about Maitreya, which is the beauty of it. People that know that we have to find a solution and that they're getting it and they're being inspired precisely by that spiritual kingdom. There's so much story, Chilito, and it's so exciting. And and uh, I can just keep on blabbering right now, but please ask me a question. <laughs> and I enjoy listening to you. Um, I also want to make the distinction that the spirit in which we share this story um, is not in the spirit of convincing people. Um, and that's important for our listeners to know. I certainly, oh, totally. when I came across totally. this information, if 
I felt that someone was trying to convince me this was true, I would have recoiled and turned around and walked in the opposite direction. But I also had the same experience uh, when I attended a lecture of Benjamin Krem that really was presented for my consideration. Um, I could accept it or reject it. I could accept part of it and uh, go back to other parts I didn't quite understand. Uh, I certainly have seen that spirit in every endeavor where this information is shared. And that's really the hallmark of this story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And I love what you say about inclusiveness um, because – I, 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 we haven't mentioned this on the show, but I'm going to mention it. Um, if our listeners Google search, they will find all kinds of opinions and perspectives on this particular story. So I would invite our listeners to find the approach that's inclusive, that is non-denominational, the approach that is the opposite of proselytizing, the approach that is in the spirit of sharing as you, you are exploring this story. And the main page for all of this information is at this website. It's share hyphen international all spelled out dot org s h a r e hyphen international dot org mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. Uh, as we go into the end of the segment here i wonder if we can play the excerpt that you've set up for us it is benjamin krem speaking We'll hear about a minute of it, and it is key to helping us understand why Maitreya and the Masters are here. Do you do you have that set up for us? Yep, yep. This is something that you and I are going to try for the first time. I'm, I'm basically going to put my phone on the computer screen, and we're going to listen to a short excerpt of, uh, of Benjamin Krem. So uh, when you're ready, I'll go ahead and do it. And what is the, what's the topic? He's speaking on the real, (laughs) it's the real education. Yeah, it's talking, it's talking about education. So let's, let's just, let's just let it play. This was done, uh, this talk was in 19, oh my goodness. Of course, it was in 2008. And it was a a conference that he gave in uh, San Francisco about education. We are not educated because we're not educated for life. That's the point. We're only educated for work. And some countries are better educated for work than others. And so they do better in the competition, which is the nature of commercialization, market forces. Make men compete in order to get the most there, to be in front, to do better, to get the, 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 the market. But that's nothing to do with real life. Education should be understood as the means by which the indwelling God is contacted, known, and given expression. Okay, see, uh, hopefully people understood yeah. the audio. Now let well, me, let me, let, can well, I, let help. me talk, let me, yes. let, yeah, let me, let me just, just mention that because it has to do what Ben just said, which is so powerful, has to do a lot with what attracts me a lot 
about this work and about the job that we're doing and what the masters of wisdom are doing and their importance of being here with us again. Because what man has to go through, and also in terms of education, is that man has forgotten that we are sacred, that we are sacred, that we are sparks of God. We are powerful. We are beautiful. We are gods in the making. But we are so squished. Humanity is so squished that they don't even have time to think that they are or to be aware that they are, that they are, that they are sacred. They're, they're hungry. They're being oppressed. Life is, right now, life is tough as tough can be. And humanity is not aware of its divinity. That is the word I, that, that I wanted to find, this divinity. We are divine. The difference between us and the masters, one of the big differences is that they, are, they know that they're divine. We will reiterate what we just heard from Benjamin Krem for those of you who may not have heard it clearly. And uh, we just played an excerpt of a talk given by Benjamin Krem. Again, if you're just tuning in. And what I love about it is Mr. Krem is making a very important distinction. He said, we are not educated for life. We are educated for work. That's what our educational system is based on. And many people are quite aware of that uh, or are awakening to that. Um, he, he talks about the commercialization of life and uh, um, how our education uh, prepares us to enter that uh, gladiator ring of competition mm -hmm. uh, and market forces. You know, we, we are trained to uh, be the perfect cog in the profit-making machine. And he says the real purpose of life, the real education that we truly need is something else entirely. Michael, you want to uh, expound on yes, uh, yes, what the, um, that real yep. education is? Well, Ben Ben called it beautifully the art of living. You know, the art the art of living. Also, the awareness that in this living, there's laws. You know, there's the law of of rebirth. There is the law of karma. You know, not only the law of death and taxes, like we were educated on the other way, there's really very wonderful, important things. Imagine the time when our children will be born and they'll be educated and know and be aware that they are reincarnating, that there are souls that are coming again to their next batch of lessons. And also that when we get to the end of our road, we'll realize that now it's time to leave. You know, Ben would make fun of us human beings, how we're really very fasting, wanting to change the body of our old car for a new car. But when it comes to get rid of our body that is hurting and is achy, we sometimes grab onto it when we don't realize that we're going to get a brand new one whenever the time comes. But uh, we're going back to the education, yeah, going back to the education, we really, Ben talks about harmlessness and good human relations. Maitreya talks about Maitreya's priorities, which is that education in the sense that if we follow these tenets of honesty of mind, sincerity of spirit, and detachment. In other words, whatever you think, whatever you, you say, whatever you do, let it be the same. And uh, also so important when they say sincerity of spirit is be open-hearted. When you speak, speak with your heart open. Look at the person in the eye. Be engaged. Listen. Be aware of them. And, of course, the detachment, which is the toughest one, you know, which is that of being more of an observer. 
of realizing that whatever it is that you're feeling is not really you, it's basically your personality and your physical body, but not that spark of God which we are. Uh, so that's what he's talking, well, part of what he means when he says education. I just want to interject here because I went to a talk the other day here in Seattle given by um, uh, an artist organization, and it was actually a, a panel discussion by preeminent artists uh, from this area, and they were talking about failure, what it means to fail, and um, how failure can can lead us actually to success. And one of the speakers, really, really uh, highly, highly regarded uh, theater director and producer, she said, she said that, that her art changed, her art was transformed when she realized that she was not her art, that, that she created it and she made it available to the public she guided it. She brought it about, mm-hmm. but it wasn't her identity. Okay, and I, I, can, I, can I jump I just, in? Yeah, I wanted let, to connect that exactly, to what you were saying exactly, about exactly. about detachment. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I, I think it not underlies. Only, not only that, see, mm-hmm. not only that, see, we are giving the masters are always giving us opportunities, always, constantly, constantly. When you talk about she was inspired, this woman was inspired. Her art was inspired. There's many. Once you start learning more, and that's where whoever is listening this for the first time. There's so much to learn, and when we talk about masters, if you want to, you can learn about masters. There's, and one of the things that the masters do, these beings that no longer need to uh, embody themselves again and reincarnate because they already learned everything that has to be learned on this planet, on this university, what, what, what they do in is give us, they try to give us advice, they try to give us inspiration. We've seen the inspiration happening in the Mozarts, in the Bachs, in the Beethovens, in the Da Vinci's, but also in that woman artist that you're talking about, also in you and I, with whatever we do, there's moments where we get inspired, and it's something that comes from above, and, and, and that's, way, that's the, how they get information to be disseminated. So, so what, you're, what that artist said is true. You know, many things that we do are inspired, and they come through us, and they're and they're they're part of this group work. It's part of all the it, it jives with the energies of Aquarius, of teamwork, of group work, of us inspiring mm-hmm. and and people inspiring us, and in this case, masters inspiring us. I want to bring the conversation back to the recording we just heard, where Mr. Krem said that the the. The real education is uh, about um, bringing about the means to contacting and knowing and expressing the indwelling God. Um, mm-hmm. How? What's another way of uh, that you would? Um, uh, that you think would help us understand that? That's another way of saying expressing our divinity. Um, yeah, yeah. And one would think that being nice and polite and helping old ladies across the street is 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 expressing divinity. Um, of course, that that's a given. That as a human being, mm-hmm. we help others. But what's a deeper mm-hmm. way of understanding that? Uh, a deeper way of understanding that. Hmm. Well, if you if you go, with sometimes the, we have to think of, about it a bit. Christ. Oh, yeah, which is wonderful because. Really, I, I don't know anything. All I know is that I know nothing. Who said that? 
the fact is that with, with all this knowledge that we with all this knowledge that we're receiving, what I find very comfortable is that I I, I open myself to it, right? And I know that there's so much more that I don't know, that there's so much that is unknowable and that I will know someday. Mm. That the fact it's just that you go at the pace you go and that everything is perfect. And why is it perfect? Because that's where it is. And that it's up to us to keep on advancing or in our case to keep on evolving, in our case to be more aware and more conscious. So that in that God inside of us, I mean, didn't Jesus say that uh, 2,000 years from now my reign will be there? In other words, what we call the Christ principle. There's, there's something inside of us that is, that is sprouting, that is sprouting. And this is the time for it to sprout. We're entering the age of Aquarius. We're entering this wonderful age where we have the world teacher Maitreya and his, and, his, and his brethren guiding us through this energetically powerful time where we as human beings are manifesting that, in, that God inside of us. And we're seeing it every time with these exciting, crazy, scary days where we have this wonderful agent of change, which is Mr. Trump, in the sense that things are moving. And, and we know that this is happening. You and I, when we're aware of this change that's happening between the age of Pisces and Aquarius with all these different energies, this is tumultuous times. I mean, it's an understatement. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. This is a crazy reality show every day that is fascinating because humanity many of us in humanity are expressing that in that that's what's the word you said that god uh, that the indwelling that god, god. In us, mm-hmm. that indwelling god mm-hmm. because we're taking control we're aware that we have to take control of our of our of our planet you know of, so so it's it's exciting times and that's something beautiful about benjamin's say? message of hope by the way when you asked me what attracted me this is a message of hope Yes, because and certainly in, in, in the times today, there's so much upheaval, uh, as, as you just said, um, that we, we, we need to uh, kind of hold on to something that makes sense. So mm-hmm. um, my, here's my next question. You know, you and I understand, having paid attention to this story over many years, that the emergence of Maitreya and the Masters of Wisdom, who, you know, I told this story to a young musician just last night, and he called, he said, when I said the Masters of Wisdom, he said, oh, a, a spiritual posse. <laughs> and I love that term. Um, mm-hmm. it, it evokes a, just the right picture for me. Uh, but uh, uh, it's not just the emergence of these great elder brothers and eventually sisters of humanity here to help us, but it is our awakening into a new awareness of who we are, not just as, as individuals, but who we are as humanity. Um, from what you understand, what do you think is the most important thing uh, our listeners should start to try to explore and understand and know about uh, about our reality as humanity. Okay, I, I got something here. Our reality as humanity is that if I personally understand everything as energy, and, and it's not only me, it's something that I've read <laughs> and I've been told, and I recognize that everything is energy. You know, different different vibrations, different frequencies, and right now we're entering. Uh, the age of Aquarius, and it's not only a song and Jesus Christ Superstar and one of those movies in those days of the sixties that I loved, but it's and it's not only a T-shirt, uh, but it's something that is real. 
Now, there's something wonderful, and here I'm going to read it. I, I, I made a copy and paste from the question and answer section of the Share International website, which is a wonderful website. And it, it talks mm -hmm. about uh, Aquarius. And, and this is what, when you, this is what uh, humanity right now is going to encounter, all these energies, the particular energies of Aquarius. And so it says, the outstanding quality of the energy of Aquarius is synthesis. Hence, the result of its actions will be a blending and fusing of the present divided and separative humanity into a whole. A new sense of openness with all creation will replace the present sense of separation in the social and political spheres that will demonstrate as brotherhood, justice, and sharing. The present fear and confusion will give away to a new freedom and a sense of meaning and purpose in life. It will be an age in which humanity, for the first time as a whole, realizes and manifests its inherent divinity. Cooperation will replace competition. Tolerance and goodwill will supersede division and hate. So there we go to our music. And we're in our final segment of Share on the Air Radio with our guest, Michael Smith. And uh, Michael, you have more audio for us to listen to. And uh, I want to let our listeners know that when you watch and listen to the audio at uh, Share International on YouTube, there, there is an energetic quality um, that makes listening to Benjamin Krem uh, very, a, a very, you know, it's a very compelling experience. So, so uh, Michael, why don't you introduce this ne next e excerpt for oh, our listeners? Okay, this is a this is a continuation of what we heard originally. Uh, it's from the same conference in San Francisco, and it has to do with education. Okay, here we go. Religion is but one of many ways paths to God. This is something which people have to know. They have to know that God doesn't exist only in religion, that you have to be religious to, to know God. God should demonstrate in every single human being every aspect of their life, every moment of every day. If we were all of us in moment-to-moment -moment contact with who and what we absolutely inwardly are, then that's what would happen. Every moment, that divinity would shine through us. Again, he's talking about our divinity and the importance of manifesting that divinity and recognizing our divinity. Because a, a big exercise that I go through over here, if I get into a New York subway, and I sit down and I start watching that variety, the beautiful variety of colorful, different humanity. It really grounds me when I realize that each one of those beings is like I am, like we are, souls and incarnation. Each one going through their own, own story, each one going through their own journey of evolution, each one as confused as the other one in many ways, but basically intrinsically going through the process of recognizing that divinity and manifesting that divinity. And there's, you know, there's a long way to go there, but we're going through that road and through that process right now. And very often, uh, I know I come across people that has me immediately forget that divinity it does, in fact, express through every human being at every moment, from moment to moment, day to day. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so it's certainly a, 
a powerful exercise to be reminded constantly that we we are all one we are all expressing mm. that one divinity as hard as it may seem to believe yep. <laughs> at times yep see and and remember uh, ben in his sense of humor we'd always he always make fun of 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 bush and boy would he be having a ball with trump uh but also he would be the first one to remind us that they are also souls in the incarnation they're like us they're all sparks of god individual sparks of god then we're going through this process that is called the plan i call it the plan i don't know exactly what it is we talk about spiritualizing matter there's all these terms and things that i don't dwell into i just go with the flow a step by step because i know i know as an experience and you and i talked about this before we are in a point in our life where we don't have to get our existential crises thinking of, uh, you know, where do I come from, what am I doing, and where am I going? Because we basically know, don't know exactly where, but we know that we're going, and we know that we've come from someplace, and we know that we're here to learn, right? So it's a, it's, and, and it's a personal, and they're all personal journeys, you know, what I feel may be different. And to, yeah, everybody, yeah, exactly, personal and unique, exactly. And adventurous, because boy, life is a wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous adventure. Thank goodness. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm just going to acknowledge that there will be people listening to this and they I, I don't want to divert us from our conversation. But for those who may be thinking, wait a minute, was Hitler an expression of divinity? I'm going to let you, uh, our listeners, um, we, we don't have time on this show to explain that. But certainly visit share-international.org and answers to those questions will be theirs, especially some people might be thinking of, um, well, who is the Antichrist? But let's get back to um, the, the recording we just heard. Uh, it's very interesting. At the beginning, uh, Mr. Krem said, religion is only one of many ways to know God. And... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that allows us to be quite inclusive in our attitude to all the other different endeavors of life, whether it's science or art or finance even or math. Those are all different ways to understand God. And certainly when we look back on our human evolution, especially in the past 150 years, our awareness in regards to technology has has increased exponentially. What are things that people can do as they're learning more? You know, it's one thing to take information in, but it's also very important to take action because uh, the world is in a pretty perilous time right now. How can our listeners uh, also take action as well as uh, find out more? It's, well, it's, it's good to have a cause that is bigger than yourself, if that's, if that's just using a term. Uh, but it's great to have something that you care about and that you want to make a difference. And that can be, you know, from like the people yesterday going on the, on the marches and making your sign and voicing yourself. It's wonderful how all these things are happening where people are, are being more active politically and, and calling their representatives and really yes. making a difference. And, and Benjamin spoke about people power, which has been expressing itself for many years now and will continue to express mm-hmm. itself stronger and stronger and stronger. 
And, uh, and you were case, referring to the the science, the March for Scientists. Yes, the March for Science. Yesterday, just to, to put this show into yes. historical context, because yes. uh, this is exactly. the first time scientists came out in mass to demonstrate, exactly. and thousands of people exactly. uh, uh, came out to march in so, support of scientists. So what? So what Earth people Day. can do to answer to answer the question, see what people can do is, you know, in our case, we talk about the reappearance first of all because. We, we like to, and we've been asked to. You know, Maitreya himself has asked us for help. Benjamin asked us for help. We saw someone like Benjamin Krem lead by example, this special, precious human being that we were so fortunate to know and that is now continuing his road as we will continue our roads. Uh, and, and, and so what we can do is talk to people about this because imagine what will happen whenever the reappearance happens and they're out there Somebody's going to start telling us about, hey, have you heard about this? Uh, Master Jesus is back. And I say, yeah, yeah, I was talking about it. I say, well, why didn't you ask? Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me before? Mm -hmm. So we go and we tell people as much as we can. We have a New York group here, which is very active. And they do talks all over the place and they advertise their work. You can also do, you can also work by acting as a good human being, you know, practice harmlessness, practice honesty of mind, sincerity of spirit, detachment. Uh, you know, be a, a good human being, practice the golden rule that almost all major religions, if not all, practice, which is treat others as you treat yourself. In other words, let's lead by example. Let's lead by example. That's one of the great things that we can do. And never and also, give up hope. Uh, all these principles of sharing trust and justice that are priorities um, in Maitreya's teachings, and as we say on every show, th this um, unfolding event, it is an unfolding event, and it is working towards the day where Maitreya will present his priorities to all of humanity on what will be known as the Day of Declaration. And again, our listeners can do a search at the SHARE International site, share-international.org, for Day of Declaration to find out what that is. We're coming to the close mm -hmm. of our show, Michael. Any last Good. thoughts you want to share? I count my blessings. I count my blessings. I'm so happy to be alive. I'm so happy to be here right now in this moment of history. I'm so happy to be able to speak with you and, and that we can share these stories and i'm 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 very thankful thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you and we'll thank you michael we'll have you back again as a guest thanks for taking the time with us and thank you to our listeners for joining in again thanks for listening and be well well thank you michael smith and silito pasquale Humanity is indeed waking up, both to their own divinity and to the crises surrounding us at this time. But not coincidentally, Maitreya and the Masters are also emerging. And to give us a little bit of encouragement and comfort during these crazy times, Maitreya has said that the catastrophes would be offset by an equal amount of energy, of love, justice, beauty, and so on. And so we have much to look forward to. He has also predicted and encouraged the rise of people power, marches, sit-ins, rallies, demonstrations, and 
that many of these would be led by the youth, that they would take a leading role, and that people power would even be able to topple governments. Amazing. Imagine that. And you can see around the world, if you're watching the news, that it is happening. So what else does this renaissance entail? Well, we've touched upon some of them, as have Michael and Zilito, sharing brotherhood, cooperation rather than competition, and an end to greed and to hoarding, mankind freed from the drudgery of manual labor, so that people will have the time to contemplate where they came from, why they're here, and where they're going. This sort of thing will result in an explosion of human creativity because once our basic needs are met, then mankind can flower. And what else? Also, unlimited free energy from the sun. Also, on the docket will be such things as the beautification of the world's cities and planned properly so there is living space, garden, park space, industry will be separated from all that, and outside of that, countryside will be preserved. What else? Of course, the ending of poverty and hunger, healthcare, education as human rights and affordable, as well as a clean environment, and of course, world peace. Visit us on Facebook at hashtag Planetary Makeover. This show has been a production of planetarymakeover.org. At our website, we have a link to our bi-weekly live show at 5 p.m. Mondays Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. At our website, we also have a link to our archives and a selection of our shows. For more background info, visit www.shareinternationalwest.org. That's shareinternational-west.org. For related books and DVDs and CDs by Benjamin Krem on the emergence of Maitreya, the world teacher, please go to share-ecart.com. That's share-ecart.com. We also invite you to watch another show that we really love entitled, What in the World is Happening? And that show, which you don't want to miss, is produced by Share International Canada. And it airs every second and fourth Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time. The link to check it out is share-international.ca or visit the Share International Canada Facebook page.